0: May Jesus Christ be praised, now and forever. Amen. Your Excellency, my dear brothers in the priesthood, religious brothers and sisters, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in a spirit of wonder, adoration, and thanksgiving, we kneel before God the Creator as we celebrate votive Mass for the family. We reflect on the readings of this Mass and we pray over the various reflections proposed to us this day by internationally recognized speakers. We praise God who made the family a communion of persons, a sign and image of the communion of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, as the Catechism of the Catholic Church says. From the many riches offered us, let us focus on four points. The family comes from God. Care over human life. The family is a privileged place for human growth. And we learn from the Holy Family of Nazareth. The family comes from God. In the opening prayer of this votive mass, the church prays to God, quote, in whose eternal design family life has its foundation. It is God who, after creating Adam, said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. God created Eve and gave her to Adam to be his wife. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his wife, and they become one flesh. Marriage is the gateway to the family. Both marriage and the family come from God's creating hands. The conjugal community that is the family is established upon the consent of the spouses. Among all ethnic cultures in human history, marriage is held as sacred and fundamental in importance. To erode the concept of marriage and the family is to put a people's culture on the slippery slope to decadence. Decadence of marriage and the family leads to decadence of a people. The religion established by Jesus Christ, our Lord, has always held marriage and the family as sacred. For the baptized The contract of marriage is a sacrament, one of the major ways in which we share in the graces of redemption. The church surrounds marriage celebration with beautiful ceremonies and protects the family with carefully crafted canon law. Since marriage and the family come from God, the Creator, It is the duty of individuals, societies, and public authorities to recognize this existing fact and to order their actions and observances accordingly. Human beings have no power to try to reinvent marriage and the family or to try to redefine them. No customs, no international conventions, no state laws, and no United Nations instruments have any competence to dismantle what God the Creator has put together. Rather, they should strive to honor and promote these primordial institutions. It is true that some spouses and some parents may fall short of their duties responsibilities. The wider society, the church, and the public authorities may come in to help, but they cannot and should not take any measure to take over from the family what the family can do for itself. Every person says the compendium of the social doctrine of the church Every person, family, and intermediate group has something original to offer to the community. Experience shows that the denial of subsidiarity or its limitation in the name of an alleged democratization or equality of all members of society limits and sometimes even destroys the spirit of freedom and initiative. If we want a machine to work well, we have to follow the maker's instructions. This applies to the computer. This applies to a 747 jumbo jet. If you have enough money to buy one, you want to fly in a jumbo jet from Kennedy Airport to Heathrow. What of the control tower? You say you don't care. What of the instructions of the maker? you inform us that you bought it with your money and you're going to fly it as you like. Then I say, I will not be a passenger in that airplane. (laughs) Nor will I be anywhere within 100-mile radius of the route you are going to take. Because you have decided to disobey the maker's instructions. If we want marriage and the family to function well, we will have to listen to the instructions of the Maker. That applies even in a much more sublime way to marriage and the family. The Ten Commandments from number four to number 10 are meant to direct our interhuman relations, especially in the family. If we want our families to function well, we will do well to pay attention to the maker's instructions. The prayer over the offerings in this votive mass requests God to make our families sound. It says, We offer you, Lord, the sacrifice of reconciliation, humbly asking that you may establish our families firmly in your grace and your peace. Care is therefore needed over family life, In the gospel just read, when Herod's wicked design threatened the life of the newborn Jesus, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and ordered him, Get up, take the child and his mother with you, and escape into Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. After the death of Herod, the angel appeared again to Joseph and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. Joseph, under God's direction, through the angel, took great care to safeguard the life of the holy child Jesus. And this, not without serious sacrifices involved in the journey to Egypt and in the sojourn there. Joseph is a model for us. We are not told that he said even one word. If it were some men today, they would say, excuse me, angel, is this not the son of God? Could God not walk a small miracle so that the soldiers will not see us? Excuse me, angel, I haven't gone to Egypt before and we don't have money. <laughs> Joseph didn't say anything. He obeyed and the blessed Virgin Mary we are told, didn't say anything. She obeyed. If it were some great ladies today, you know what they would say. They say, "Look, wait a moment. Do you realize who you are talking to? <laughs> are you aware that I am the mother of God?" The first time, the, the angel came to me, and now you say that the angel said that you are to take me and the child and go to Egypt. The angel knows where I am. If he wants me to go, he can come. (laughs) The Blessed Virgin Mary did not speak in that way. A great model for us, both of them. At the opposite side was Herod, who in his intent to eliminate the newborn child, decided to kill every boy in the whole area. Every boy below age two. That's terrible. Harold is the ignoble forerunner of those who kill infants and unborn babies. Such people have not heeded the warning of the fathers of the Second Vatican Council that God, the Lord of life, has entrusted to men the noble mission of safeguarding life and men must carry it out in a manner worthy of themselves. Life must be protected with the utmost care from the moment of conception, abortion and infanticide being abominable crimes. Human life comes from God. In God's hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind, says Job. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you, God said to Jeremiah. Human life is sacred because from its beginning, it involves the creative action of God, and it remains forever in a special relationship with the Creator, who is its sole end. God alone is the Lord of life from its beginning until its end. So the congregation for the doctrine of the faith. The family is the normal place for human growth. God has made the family that ideal climate in which the human person grows to the height of his or her potential. The spouses find in their life together their road to human maturity, their ability to give and to take, to love and be loved, to listen and to talk, to share joys and thus to see them multiplied, to share their sorrows and thereby see their sorrows reduced. Christian spouses in the sacrament of matrimony are the ministers or instruments of God's grace to each other. The road of each of them to holiness, self-fulfillment and joy is the marriage partner not the divorce court. It is beautiful and meaningful. It was when the church beatified Mr. and Mrs. Luigi and Maria Beltrame Quatrochi in 2001. I was there in St. Peter's Basilica. Three of their children were there, two of them priests, concelebrating with the Pope. It was beautiful. They could say, our parents are in heaven. And you know, Mrs. Gianni Beretta Modla, the medical doctor from um, Milan area, who refused to do abortion, and the child died. And she said, if uh, and she died after cesarean operation and giving birth to the child. And she said, if I do my duty as a mother and die, God will receive me. But I will never consent to kill my child. When she was beatified in 1994, that daughter she gave birth to was a medical doctor and was at the mass, and her husband, an engineer, was at the mass. I met them after the mass. She has been canonized also in the meantime. The husband died about two years ago. So to become a saint, you don't have to be born in the sacristy of St. Peter's Basilica. Also, the parents of St. Teresa of Lisieux, Mr. Louis and Mrs. Zelie Martin, were beatified together in 2009. That is good news for the family. Children find in the family the home where they receive life. They are cared for. They are loved. They are received in good days and also in bad days of prodigal son behavior. The family recognizes each person as a person who has no copy. Every child is loved as an individual, or should be. Both parents and children find in the family the ideal place where one is never treated as an object or a thing, to be used by another and then thrown away but as a person created by God and loved as an individual. At the same time, each member of the family, by loving the others, grows. The fathers of the Second Vatican Council significantly called the family the domestic church, the church of the home. The elderly, the handicapped, and the sick, finding the family the haven where they are made welcome because in a good family, productivity is not made the primary test for acceptability. Each person is accepted as an unrepeatable individual. The Second Vatican Council wisely concludes, the well-being of the individual person and of both human and Christian society is closely bound up with the healthy state of conjugal and family life. To conclude, the Holy Family of Nazareth, of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, in many ways, is a model for our families. In the opening prayer for this votive Mass, the Church prays God to grant that following the example of the Holy Family of your only begotten Son, in practicing the virtues of family life and in the bonds of charity, we may, in the joy of your home, delight one day in eternal rewards. The first reading advises children to love, honor, and obey their parents. Whoever respects his father is atoning for his sins. He who honors his mother is like someone amassing a treasure. My son, support your father in his old age and do not grieve him during his life. And I may add, do not think that because you can navigate on the computer you know more than your father. A proverb in Nigeria says, what the elderly man sees sitting down, the boy will not see standing up. It is sad to see sometimes children who forget the sacrifices which their parents made for them and who are lacking in respect, love and reverence and care which is expected of them. Such children are not in Christendom College. In the the second reading of this Mass, St. Paul spells out many of those virtues which make the family work like a well-oiled machine like an air-conditioned room in August. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, mutual forgiveness, thanksgiving, and joy. The summary of them all is love. In the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 13, St. Paul sings the praises of love. Love is patient, kind, self-sacrificing, not arrogant, not resentful, not insistent on having its way. It bears all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. If you are such a father or a mother, or such a a daughter or a son, after mass, give me your name, because I am a member of the congregation in Rome for the canonization of saints. (laughs) Saint Paul also teaches wives to give way to their husbands, And husbands to love their wives and treat them with gentleness. Children should obey their parents because that is what pleases the Lord. Parents, on the other hand, should never drive their children to resentment or make them frustrated. Although some children will decide to be frustrated even before the parents said one word. When we meditate on, these, on the three who make up the holy family of Nazareth, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we are encouraged to lift up our hearts and strive to imitate the lives of virtue of which they are magnificent and unrepeatable examples. My brothers and sisters, God is the author of life and maker of the family. May the most blessed Virgin Mary Mother in the Holy Family of Nazareth, intercede for us and for all our families, that we may all conduct our lives according to the Maker's instructions. To that Maker Creator be honor and glory forever and ever.